Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today, we have episode number 75. Yeah! And we are so excited. I think just for us, this is a big, just personal win. Um, We're super excited about just seeing the growth of this podcast and getting to number 75. I feel like that's a pretty significant number. For sure. It's certainly come a long way, and we thank you guys for joining us on that journey. We look forward to continue to improve our interviewing skills and improving the quality, finding new people to interview as well. Um, So yeah, we're super excited. So before we jump into the interview, we wanted to mention something that we did, I believe it was last week. Um, So Sarah and Jeff, our friends over at adultsanddisney.com, invited us to do a guest blog post for them. Um, And it was on DVC, so Disney Vacation Club. You might have heard us mention in the past, my parents are DVC members. So Catherine and I are the ultimate mooches. We use it quite often. Um, so we just went over there, shared a brief blog post about the kind of the ins and outs of DVC, um, just giving our experiences and advice on if it's worth it for us. The answer is yes. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, we love it. It's afforded us so many great opportunities that we never would have had without it. Um So yeah, head over to adultsanddisney.com and you can read that blog post and we'll put the link to it in our show notes as well. So if you guys follow us on Instagram, I've been hyping up this episode with Shelly and Steve from Pop Creative Designs pretty much all week. We had a really great episode on Monday and this one is another back-to-back really great interview. So many just like great nuggets of information We vibed really well. Um, Don't want to hype it up too much before we jump into it, but I'm so glad that you guys are joining us today to hear this one. So without further ado, Shelly and Steve from Pop Creative Designs, if you could go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about the shop for our listeners who aren't as familiar with it. Okay. Thank you for having us as guests. My name's Shelly and my husband is Steve. He's here as well. And our business name is Pop Creative Designs. Um, we've been around since 2013. We're actually celebrating our sixth year in business uh, in early April. Um, we create wooden signs, wedding invitations, Minnie Mouse ears, um, hair accessories, car decals, kind of a wide variety of items. Um, so that's kind of a little about us. I love that. And So kind of take us through, you know, just you guys as individuals. What do you like doing? What's your background? Where are you from? Okay. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia, um, and I went to school for graphic design, so I have a graphic design degree, and that's kind of my background. That's kind of what has kind of catapulted our business in a lot of ways because I have a graphic background and also a marketing background. So I create all original artwork for our business. And I take care of all of our marketing and our social media. And then, Steve, do you want to kind of add in what you do? Yeah, I'm originally from South Jersey, a small town, Pittman. Uh, now we moved and we're in Turnersville, New Jersey, uh, still in South Jersey. Um, I uh, went to school for HVAC, plumbing, electrical, kind of a jack of all trades. And when I was in high school, I really enjoyed my woodshop class um, and through that and through the skills that I learned there and just being able to do some carpentry work uh, with Shelly, we decided that we would start doing wooden signs and things like that. And it was funny. We just happened to be walking around um, a little local shop down here in South Jersey and just looking at signs and stuff. And I just kept saying to her, I can make these, we can make these, we can make these. And we did. That's just what got us started um, was doing signs and things like that was just having the willpower to just do the, do the woodwork and I, I enjoy doing it. Perfect. Yeah. I love that of marrying kind of the skills that you have marrying those with Disney. So to kind of lay that groundwork, what are each of your Disney stories kind of, how did you develop this passion for it and how it has evolved over time? Okay. So my background basically with Disney is when I was like five or six years old, I was obsessed with watching Cinderella over and over again on VHS. Then it went to the little mermaid over and over and over again. (laughs) And they were my favorite movies when I was that little. And then it just kind of 
over the years, other kids I noticed would grow out of Disney, but I never did. And then like I turned in a teenager, I was still obsessed with Disney. And then it got even more intense when I became an adult. And then, of course, when I met Steve, it was like a match made in heaven because he was just as obsessed with Disney as I was. So and then, Steve, what do you want to add? Yeah, uh, my Disney story is uh, I started going when I was a kid um, and just having those family memories of of being a kid, especially with my in particular with my grandfather. Um, My grandmother passed away when I was very young and I don't remember going with her. But I remember a trip in particular when I went with my grandfather. And um, just building the family memories that, you know, you walk down Main Street and the smells bring you back to when you were a seven-year-old kid. And uh, that's just what my love for Disney started there. And then, like Shelly said, with the movies, they're they're timeless. They're classics. Um, the Lion King was huge for me when I was a kid. It came out when I was 10. And like Shelly said, I just watched it over and over again. And then – my family in particular, we had stopped going to Disney for a couple of years and it was just like pining to get back there. And we finally did in the early 2000s and we've been going for every other year since pretty much. So it's just mainly the family memories that I have there as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something that everyone or most people at least can relate to. And especially when you guys talk about the movies, I think that's so funny because I feel like any – you know, Disney fanatic or any, like, parent of a Disney fanatic can tell you, like, all the movies that they had to watch a million times. So I always yes. think that's so yeah. funny to know, like, what everybody's favorite movies were because, like, everyone has that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What was yours, Brendan? I don't remember. I was just thinking about it. What? I watched uh, a lot of Sesame Street. Oh, my God. That was oh, Disney. No. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of Muppets. Oh, the Muppets Christmas Carol is what I would watch a lot. Yes. That's my favorite Christmas movie. That and Elf. But the Muppets Christmas Carol, I love that movie. We watch it every Christmas. Yeah. We didn't watch it this past year. Now I'm sad. Oh, yeah. I know. We missed. We dropped that ball. But I think, you know, the Disney background and then plus, like Brendan said, you guys have such a wide you know, creative skill set, which is just so mind-boggling to me because I have zero artistic <laughs> skill or ability. So with, you know, this love and these passions that you have, how did your shop, you know, get started? You know, how did you decide to start it? What conversations took place? Okay. Um, so that kind of, kind of, kind of started out of nowhere in a way. Um, we were working on uh, our own wedding invitations and stationery. And basically I made everything for our entire wedding, like centerpieces, the whole nine yards. I made everything. And then I was also doing the same thing at the same time for my brother and sister-in-law that were getting married about three months before us. And my sister-in-law said to me, she's like, you need to open up an Etsy shop. She's like, I don't know why you're not doing it. So that's kind of how we started our business. And with my graphic design background, I had all the skills that I could do it. And also like just kind of makes us even more unique, I think, is that my graphic design background includes um, I've worked for a lot of famous people, too. So I have a lot of experience. Um, I've worked for like a lot of celebrities and musicians uh, um, earlier in my career. So that kind of we have all the design skills and a lot of experience in order to just kind of create this business into what it's become now. So were the first products that you guys rolled out, was that the wedding invitations? Is that kind of where you started? Yeah, that was the first thing. And then we uh, we also started with um, uh, iron on T-shirt transfers that were like for people going on Disney vacations. And then we also very like early back in the day because uh, we started in 2013 we also did like uh, little girls hair bows too so our business has evolved a lot over the years with the products that we've offered yeah we, we struck why the frozen was real hot yeah <laughs> we did a lot of frozen things frozen hair bows frozen yeah. necklaces yeah um i tripped over elsa about 10 times in this house <laughs> oh my goodness and i bet that'll come around again with this i think one. so yes <laughs> So with the wedding invitations, since they are, some of them, as we looked at them, are like Disney related, you didn't have a Disney wedding, did you? Yes, we did. Well, we didn't have a Disney World wedding, but we had a Disney wedding here at home in New Jersey. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, that is so fun. Yeah. 
like every little touch there was little hidden mickeys everywhere and mm -hmm. all the stationery um our table numbers were i cut out in the shape of mickey heads and each table number had the number but it also had a disney ride on it so it had, one table was like splash mountain another table with star tours etc so it, it had disney all over even though we weren't in disney world <laughs> And your and your handmade shoes that you did. Yes, and I yes. oh I had shoes that I mean handmade my own shoes. Um, I did glitter because I love glitter. I know Steve hates the glitter, but I love <laughs> glitter, and I put glitter all over Converse sneakers, and then I put um, uh, jewels on the toes of the shoes that made like little Mickey's, and I got featured on Huffington Post weddings too. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really cool. When this episode releases, we're gonna have to get some pictures to go along yeah, with this. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely send them to you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious too. I just got to see what it looks like. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What ride table would you want to sit at, Catherine? Oh man, well that's hard without knowing options. But uh, I mean, Space Mountain. I like Space Mountain. Did you have a Space Mountain table? Yes, yes, we did. did. <laughs> that's where the cool kids would sit. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> So awesome. So you kind of talked about it a little bit about you have these complementary skill sets and where you started, but I want to hit it home because we haven't really hit it for our listeners about it. You guys do offer a wide variety of stuff. So you have the wall art, the wedding invitations, mini ears, car decals, phone cases, kind of so many different things. How do you stay on top of that and how do you manage that and decide you know, which avenue that Steve is going to go down and which avenues that Shelly is going to go down to be able to offer such a wide variety of products to your customers? Um, the biggest thing is uh, we do a lot of local events, like we do um, pop-up shop events, and that's where we get a lot of feedback from customers. And that's kind of, we we listen to every single customer and they'll ask, oh, do you have this character? Do you have this movie? Do you have this kind of sign? And after those shows, that's kind of what we take and we know that's what people are looking for, and that's kind of how we develop what products we're going to work on next. Yeah, and one of the other things we do too is – I mean it kind of sounds obvious. Whatever the next movie that's getting ready to come yes. out that we think is going to be a big hit, mm -hmm. we try to roll out a couple new designs of that particular movie or yeah. maybe a show or you know something that's coming out that people are already kind of amped up about. Yeah. Like, just, Lion King right now. Yeah, and just with the Mary Poppins movie yes. that just came out and in Dumbo December, Mary Poppins well. Returns, we had rolled out a couple new signs, and you're working on many years now for Mary Poppins because she's back in everybody's mindset right mm -hmm. now. I think that's, that's really smart, for sure. I mean, especially, you know, feedback, I think that's always important um, to hear what people are interested in. But I would have never – I mean, you said you thought it was obvious, but I would have never thought about <laughs> – like thinking ahead and I feel like that's I don't know that's very strategic <laughs> yeah um yeah. from from the background that I had as a professional graphic designer um they in when you're working for huge companies or you know if a celebrity's go or celebrity or musician is going on tour you're normally working on their merchandise like six months in advance a lot of times and if you're and I've also designed toys as well in the toy industry that's also some of my background um, you're working on toys uh, like a year before they ever get released. So you always kind of have to be ahead of the trend. Um, and that's why like Instagram is kind of a rabbit hole for me because I fall down that rabbit hole and then I'm going and finding more stuff. And then I get inspired and say, oh, well, we need to work on this now because this is going to be popular soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see how. I don't know. That's just so many things going on at once. And that's just so like <laughs> mind boggling for me. I can't eat. I have like sticky notes all over my desk at school because I can't keep up with that many things. <laughs> we have a lot of meetings at night. Yeah. <laughs> so once you decided kind of that you wanted to go into business, how did you decide on Etsy as the platform? And then going along with that, kind of what are the lessons that you've learned about being successful on Etsy and, and how to catch people's attention on such a big platform. Okay. Um, so we decided at the time, I mean, this was in 2013. So there weren't really other options really out there for like a handmade sort of business. So that's kind of why we went with Etsy. Um, and 
that was and the fees that you paid at the time now it's going up and things have changed and people are upset about that with Etsy if you talk to any any um Etsy shop owner but at that time it was just something oh well let's try it because at that time I was also working full-time and it was kind of like a side gig now I'm doing this completely full-time and Steve's still working his nine-to-five job but I'm focused my time 100% to this um and things that we've learned with Etsy over the years, um, as far as getting yourself um, attention and having people be able to find you, it's really about um, SEO, search engine optimization. Um, that's it's kind of the same thing with kind of with social media, with Instagram, um, with like hashtags. It's kind of similar with how Etsy works. You have to think like what a customer would want to search to find the item that you're listing. So I sit here because I'm a Disney fan and I'm like, oh, well, what would I type in an Etsy to find that item? And then that's what I'll put my search item, my search engine names as. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Etsy is is you can get lost because it's huge and there's so many other people competing in there. But you really have to try to make yourself different enough so that people will want to shop with you. And also customer service is huge. Um, I try to respond back to people. Um, I mean, obviously you can't always do that, but if somebody sends me a message and I'm not busy, I'm not driving, I'm not sleeping, I'm not eating, et cetera. Um, I try to respond back to people pretty quickly because that person is more likely to purchase from you if you do that. That's for sure true. I definitely think like just from my Etsy experience, I definitely agree. Like if you have a question and you can get like an immediate response, it's like, okay, click. <laughs> so <Nope>. I totally <laughs> exactly. get that. Yeah. That makes sense. So just, you know, you've been doing this since 2003. So you've 2013. Oh my gosh, 13, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. 2013. So we've been super successful, you know, and you've been growing this whole time. So what kind of things have you had to adapt to or evolve in your business to just get it to where you are today? Um, Steve, if you want to get yeah. some ideas. One, one of the things is that we made sure to – we've literally thrown everything you possibly can at the wall. <laughs> um, we've tried it all and we've failed a lot of stuff. Yeah. But just doing the pop-up shops, we really found our niche. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've taken candlelight holders that we handmade and we've taken so many other things that I can't even think of that just people look at and go, yeah, we don't really care about that. Right. But you have Disney stuff. So it was just it's just staying focused on now. We know where our niche is, mm -hmm. is, you know, like I said, we th we threw everything we could at the wall, beer bottle openers and everything. We tried to strike with sports teams and things like that. And it just. Didn't work out for us. We, no. we tried though, but yeah. we, it was it mainly just finding our niche with feedback from the pop-up yeah. shops or huge. And, and yeah. also too with our pop-up shops that we do, um, people that come to those events, sometimes, I mean, the last one of the last events we did last year, uh, we had a long line of people waiting to get into our booth for hours like the whole time and there'd be like 20 people in our booth, but there wasn't enough space in our booth for everybody to fit. And people just wait in the line to, for their turn to come into shop. Um, and also too, people really like our personalities when they meet us in person, because we'll talk to people about Disney and they get really excited. Um, that's something that sets us apart too, from other businesses. Um, Cause we take more of, we make more of an effort to try to get to know people. Certainly. Uh, yeah, they're just not another number or a customer. They're a human being. They're a person. You want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And even if they, they have kids, too, I love interacting with their kids and making a fuss over their kids, and the kids get a kick out of it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that kind of what you said, Steve, is a brilliant kind of business mindset of failing fast. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, that yes. you... You throw stuff at the wall, you immediately mm -hmm. get the feedback, and then you move on and you try something yep. else and you try something else. And that's where you're able to niche down and niche down until that's where you find your sweet spot and kind of where you're meeting what your customers' wants and desires are. So I, I think that's wonderful and a great lesson for anybody to learn. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely true. I said that to Shai. So I wanted to make sure I said that on this podcast that try, throw stuff at the wall. If it doesn't work, 
just as quickly you can move on from it, just move on from it. If you keep beating your head against the wall with the same thing, it's not going to work out for you and you'll fail fast, which is a shame to say, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think on the other end of that, that just putting stuff out there is healthy as well, that you can become kind of paralyzed by overanalyzation. And, mm-hmm. you know, until you take something to market and until you put something out there, you're never going to get the valuable feedback that you really need. That if you're just trying to perfect it and tweak it before you put it out there, you're never going to get anything done. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so I thank you guys so much for sharing all the information about Pop Creative Designs. I think that is so valuable for our listeners, and we loved hearing the story of that. The next thing that we'll jump into is our Fast Pass round. So we'll just throw out these Disney topics, if you guys can just kind of share the first thing okay. that comes to your mind, so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Awesome. Yeah. So the first question <laughs> is just name the Disney parks that you visited. Um, we've only visited Disney World Disney still. World. <laughs> Perfect. And of the four <laughs> parks there, which one is your favorite and why? Uh, Magic Kingdom, because to me, that's just iconic. And that's what I remember the most as a kid going to Disney World was Magic Kingdom seeing the castle for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's Animal Kingdom. I, I love Animal Kingdom. I always say to Shelly, you can just leave me there all week <laughs> and I'll find something new to do. I just... I'm a big animal lover and I just I love the park. The Everest is exciting. I love the new Avatar land. Um the safaris just unbelievably breathtaking every time you're on it. So that's my favorite park. Mm-hmm. Love both of those. Yeah. Good choices. <laughs> so what would be your Disney bucket list trip? Disney cruise. Cruise, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Ooh. Is there like a particular boat or destination or just anything in general? Anything in general. Because um, Steve isn't a fan of boats, but he <laughs> compromised and said that he would go on a Disney cruise. <laughs> I would go on a Disney cruise, but I'm not a big fan of so boats. I don't and care where we go. Then that whole thing that just cruise. happened with a cruise ship. Now I'm scratching <laughs> my head and I don't know. <laughs> but you don't hear that with Disney cruises. So I, I feel like I feel like when you're in Disney, you're in like a bubble. So nothing bad can happen to you. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I think the cruise is very similar to that. It's very Disney magic. You wouldn't even know you're on a boat. (laughs) Have you guys ever done a cruise, the Disney cruise? We both have. I did it when I was really little, so I don't remember it that well. Yeah, and I did one, too, as a kid with my family. So separate trips, but both good experiences. I can say that we just got back from a cruise. And we went on Norwegian Cruise Line. It was nice. But that feeling, we pulled in to Port Canaveral. And there was a Disney, the Disney magic was at port the same day. And you didn't realize how much you missed. Like (laughs) Like how much you wanted to be on that boat. (laughs) Until you saw them sitting right next to each other. And saw the people running. Can I transfer, please? (laughs) I'm just going to go over there now. (laughs) People running and skipping in, wearing their Mickey and Minnie ears and... Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's our Norwegian boat. But it, it was, was good. good. It was good, but not Disney. <laughs> nice. You had major FOMO then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, when we came back, it was sitting there again. Yeah. Like they're just insult oh, yeah. to injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Maybe just one that you like hanging out at. Okay. Uh, mine is Animal Kingdom Lodge. And specifically Savannah View Room. We stayed there two times. And it was like, I I don't know. It was the most memorable trips like at a resort that I've ever had. Because you, you can't be being able to walk out of your room and look out in the Savannah and see all the animals. And Steve and I, we love animals. And we would just sit out there for 45 minutes watching the animals. So that's mine. Yeah, that, that was one of mine too. But I also said, uh, we just did a trip in January. We stayed at the French Quarter. And that was the first time we stayed there, and I really liked it there. It was nice. It was small. You were kind of away from a lot of things, and we actually ended up in a perfect room. And I just liked the atmosphere there too. The the food yeah, the food court and all that stuff was really nice. Um, and a quick shout out to Old Key West. That was one of the ones that I first went to when I was younger, and I liked Old Key West too. So I've got to ask. You're throwing out some DVC resorts. Are you guys DVC members? Uh, my family is. Gotcha. My my parents are are DVC yeah. members. That's why we 
We have stayed at Old Key West, yeah. Otherwise, we'd never be able to. Yeah, otherwise, stay there. <laughs> well, I was. The same thing with Africa Kingdom Lodge, yeah. Yeah, I w- it just my ear shot up. Whatever you said, Savannah View, and then you said Old Key West. I was like, they gotta be, or at least be renting points. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, my my parents are are members and have been gracious enough to let us borrow them at times. Yep. We are in the exact same boat. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> loved a good mooch. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They're the family members you keep close to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, but Animal Kingdom, that's definitely on our bucket list. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. never it's, stayed there. It's great. It's it's awesome there. If you stay there, you need a Savannah View room because yeah, it's a different experience. Yeah, definitely otherwise. do the Savannah View. I mean, you'll wake up in the morning and a giraffe's walking by the room and it's so cool. it's crazy. Mm. Yep. We need that's that. too good. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Uh, Expedition Everest. That's like, like my top three. One of my top three Disney rides. Uh, for me, it's the it's Kilimanjaro Safaris. I feel like every time I'm on it, I see something different, and that's what I like about it. I like the the change. You know, sometimes you see a cheetah, sometimes you don't. Um, this last trip, we actually got a good shot of the lions that we hadn't seen mm-hmm. before. So I, that would be my, my pick. Love both of those. What was it? We saw something unique on our safari. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. What was uh, it? Now I'm not going to be able to remember. Oh, it was a, it was a crocodile. Yeah. A crocodile was moving. They said they oh. rarely move. <laughs> wow. The one oh. was walking around a little. Yeah. Oh, he was wow. coming out of the water. But cheetah, oh, that wow. is rare. You never yeah, see you're... a cheetah. We actually, the one time when we were on there, a cheetah was like the, all the trucks were stopped and it was like, why are they stopped? And then all of a sudden this, and they don't move slow, but the slow moving cheetah walked in front of the truck. So, so we all had to stop. Yeah, yeah. We all had to stop. And it was just like, you got a really good up close view of a cheetah, which was crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I feel like most of the time they're like, you can kind of see some spots back by yes. the fence. Yeah. <laughs> in the corner. Yes. Yes, they're always in a fence by the corner. Like, see back over there. I'll drive real slow. And you're like, wait, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can never see it. But those are good. So next one, sticking with rides and attractions, which ride or attraction do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment? Need some TLC from the parks. Um, I know this one's controversial, but I'm saying Carousel of Progress because the last time we went on that, um, Steve fell asleep sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm going to say it needs to go or it needs a refurb. <laughs> I got startled when we started spinning again. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine would be the Swiss Family Treehouse because I don't understand the point of it still. I didn't when I was a kid. You walked all the way up to walk all the way back down. I don't I don't know. So that's just the one that I thought of. <laughs> Do you think there's like another theme that they could make it to make it more relevant you know if they were going to like refurb it like i wonder what they could make it into the answer is obvious it's tarzan from the one at disneyland that is so much I know. better so tarzan is obviously one but i wonder if there's anything else possibly that it could be yeah yeah you would have to stick with like a tarzan or a jungle book type theme yeah something for like the, that. the tree and I, I don't even know what to do with it i don't <laughs> I just said we walk by and go, I go, why is that still here? I, can we do something with this? You know, honestly, if they knocked it down and built like a 10 more stands to get Dole Whip, I would be fine with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Some more food carts. You yeah. can always use those. I heard a good idea the other day about Carousel Progress. We've been on a streak where a lot of people have said Carousel Progress. And I can't remember who said it, but they said, move it to the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. That was oh. me. That okay. was literally me. Oh. <laughs> well, good idea. I feel like it would just fit better there. Yeah. Or just you- to help preserve it, yeah. I feel like. You know, I feel like it's got to get a lot of wear and tear being at the parks. And it's, you know, it is like history. I feel like put it in a museum. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's a great idea. So next one would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack. Cheeseburger spring rolls. Oh, we haven't had them yet. <laughs> what? Oh, you they're really good. Them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. Uh, mine's a turkey leg. Ooh. I get one every trip. It's my go-to. 
So we saw them quite often in Disneyland. Where are the places that you can get them in Disney World? Uh, right now, so they moved it. It was originally outside of the Ariel ride, the mm-hmm. Prince Eric stand. Mm-hmm. And now they moved it. You can only get them in Liberty Tree Square. So there's like a little market over there with like the you get like oranges and bananas and it's like a it's like it's almost like it feels like you're walking around a market, but it's covered and they're in there. That's where I found it before. And also Animal Kingdom has them Mm -hmm. as well. There's a cart in Animal Kingdom that has them. It's right next to um, the Yak and Eddie Quick Service. Yes, the Yak and Eddie Quick Service. Like right next to it, there's a refreshment stand on the kind of on the back and that's where they had the turkey legs. I'm glad you remember because I don't remember where I got it from. <laughs> I knew it was an animal kingdom somewhere by a cart. <laughs> the cheeseburger spring rolls have eluded us for too long. I know. I guess, That's I don't know, like, we just never used to be very adventurous, I guess, with food. You might wait in line for a little bit for them because we did, but that was also a holiday weekend when we went in January. But it was worth the wait because they were that good. Yeah, they were good. And they also have another like buffalo chicken or something. Or, yeah. Right now, yep. right? Yep. And buffalo chicken. Yep. And I knew that they had one for a little while. I don't know if they still have it. It was, um, oh, there's a Philly cheesesteak one that they have now. And then they did have a macaroni with bacon one too. Oh. So did you try the Philly cheesesteak one being from Pennsylvania? Well, no. If you're if you're from the Philadelphia area, um, you normally don't get cheesesteaks anywhere else because they're like everybody says they're fake cheesesteaks. Yeah, I get that. We're st- so no, I we stick with Pat's and Gino's up here. <laughs> yeah, I feel that on a deep level with your family, Catherine. Oh yeah, my family is from Pennsylvania, so they can oh. be oh, they okay. can be picky too. A, l- a little yeah. snobby is what I would say. <laughs> a little, little snobby with the cheesesteaks. Yeah, yeah, we can be. That's why I just had to ask if you tried it because I'd be interested in your take on it. <laughs> uh, if it's still there when we go next time, I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah, just see. Your, your dad's going to be tearing it open. What kind of cheese is in here? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be dissecting it. What is this? Yeah, Where's the whiz? <laughs> Oh, man. So sticking with food, um, what is your favorite table service restaurant and quick service restaurant? Uh, My favorite table service restaurant is the Wave at the Contemporary. And then my favorite quick service would be Santoli Canteen in um, Pandora in Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite table is uh, the Raglan Road. And Disney Springs, or Downtown Disney, as I still call it. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite um, counter service is the Columbia Harbor House, right across from the Haunted Mansion ride. And then I even wrote down, I wanted to throw a shout out to the ABC Commissary, because I've been going there since <laughs> I was a kid, and I like their burger. <laughs> the ABC Commissary, it's so random. I know. I'm random. <laughs> with with the first two quick services, you guys are speaking my language. Those are my two favorites as well. We haven't – I. it's been a long time since I've been to Raglan Road. We've never been to the Wave either. No. Oh, the Wave is it. very really good. good. Very, very good. Um, you also have to get – when you go, They. I forget what it's called. What's the name of the drink uh, that we got? Um, the Blue Lagoon? Uh, yeah, Blue Lagoon, like the something Blue, like that? Lagoon. It's like $25, but it's like this huge – bowl bowl of it's alcohol, like a giant fish bowl of alcohol and they put like swedish fish in it and it's got big straws that come out of it. i mean you need two people two and, or three people yeah. to drink it and it's got a lot of alcohol. gummy sharks are in it and everything i, yeah, I really kind of had to sit down for a little bit after we left dinner because i was so i wasn't feeling too great but it was worth it <laughs> i've seen that that looks so fun yeah it shows where our priorities are we are aware of that drink <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never been to the restaurant, but... They serve it at uh, Top of the World Lounge. That's where we saw it. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. That looks fun. Yeah, that'd be a fun elevator ride down after you've uh, <laughs> partaken in that. <laughs> so, so next one, moving off of food, unless we can think of some more questions for food, because that's always the best... we love food. The best yeah, we, we do too. <laughs> but your favorite character meet and greet moment. Okay, so I have two. Um, the first one was when I was 11 and in Epcot they you, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know when they actually stopped doing it, but they used to drive around with a double decker bus, like around world showcase. And we were just kind of in that general area. And then 
on the double decker bus there there was all these different disney characters like rare characters that were on the bus and then the bus just stopped and all these random unusual that you never see characters got off the bus and were just like mingling and signing autographs it was like one of those things I remember from my first trip to Disney World, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then the other one is when we went to Disney in 2016, and we were at Cinderella's Royal Table, and Ariel was walking around, and she's like my favorite character anyway, from The Little Mermaid from when I was like five. Um, she's walking around, and then she came over to our table, and I was such a dork, and I was so excited. And there's a picture of me standing there with my hand like, kind of pose like a princess, like how the princesses pose their hands. And I look like very awkward and strange, but it's, it was just a fun experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. Um, mine is I love Goofy. Absolutely love Goofy. And I, it's like a goal of mine to meet as many Goofy as I can on a, on a trip. And I drive my wife crazy with it. Um, but this one particular trip we went in 2017. Which one? When we met Santa, Santa? Goofy. Yes, yeah. 2017. Yeah, we met Santa Goofy, and it was at the Hollywood and Vine restaurant in um, Hollywood Studios. And you walked in, and he was the first thing that you saw. And I was like 30-something and probably looked like an 8-year-old kid when I saw him. <laughs> and he gave me a big hug. And we just – like the whole time we were eating dinner, he would come over and make a fuss over us. And then – at the end, we got our picture with them because they have like the setup and everything to you do your picture with them. And we're getting our picture taken with him. And then the guy was like, oh, are we done? And I'm like, no, c- can I just get one with me and Santa Goofy without my wife? I'm sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> and he was totally loving it. Like he like pushed her away yeah. and like was like, he's mine now. It was just funny. And I, like I said, I love Goofy. So any Goofy's experience is great. But in particular with Santa Goofy. He was a big one that I wanted to meet and we finally got to meet him. It was fun. So if your goal is to meet, you know, as many Goofies as you can, what's like your max number? What's your, I guess, what would the word be? I don't know what you're trying to ask. How many have you met on one trip? <laughs> five or uh, six. Five. Five or six, I believe it was. <laughs> yeah. Like your high score, I guess. Uh, I don't know. My high score... <laughs> Yeah, because it had it had to be five or six because we did like three dinners that oh. had him at it, and then just randomly meeting him in the park, standing in line <laughs> to meet him. Yes, it's yeah, but I would say five or six. Yeah, my my wife married a five year old. I say that all the time. <laughs> well, I feel like there's two things that you've got to do. You've got to meet Goofy in his cruising attire for a Disney cruise. That's what we talked about. Yeah, and then you've also got to go to Disneyland to go to Goofy's kitchen and eat his food. Oh, okay. yeah, Steve, we gotta go to Disneyland now. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. So, the next one would be your favorite Disney movie. Mine is Little Mermaid. I don't know what it is with that movie, but I've been obsessed with it since I was a child. I have Little Mermaid everything. I mean, I like all things Disney, but I gravitate towards Ariel still throughout my whole life, but. I don't know what it is with that that movie and the songs and everything, but it just has my heart. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, and you can correct me, but Ariel-themed ears were, I believe, your first themed mini ears that you yes, created. Yes, they were, yeah. They were Ariel with the dingle hopper and the mm-hmm. bow. and mm. Yes. <laughs> um, mine is The Lion King. Um, I know I kind of <laughs> said it earlier. It's, it's a classic. It's just a great movie. The story of a father and a son, and then the love story in it, and you can't go wrong with Timon and Pumbaa. So, and Scar is a great heel bad guy in it. So, yeah, Lion King, definitely for me. So, I feel like there's two follow-up questions. A, for you, Steve, are you excited mm-hmm. for the new Lion King live action? I guess we're calling it live action, but it's all CGI. But are you excited for it or apprehensive or how are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm excited um, because I really enjoyed the Jungle Book. And I know John Favreau did the jungle book and he's doing the lion king so i have like faith that he's going to make it really good i am a little apprehensive but i'm more excited because I, I really think john favreau is going to do a good job with it. i have my faith in him and if you listen to this john i'm putting it all on you <laughs> <laughs> john, john's a big fan of the show i don't know yeah. if you do that <laughs> yeah yep. 
And then for you, Shelly, I don't know. I've, I've lost track of the rumors a little bit, but I know for a little while they were saying Little Mermaid was going to get the live-action remake. How do you feel about that? Um, she has to have red hair. That is <laughs> the biggest stipulation. Because that's, like, one. I think one of the reasons why I was obsessed with Ariel when I was little was because she had red hair. And then as, like, my whole entire life, I, I just love red hair. Steve was like a redhead when he was little. I found out after <laughs> I met him that he had been red hair. I was like, this is like, this is just a match made in heaven. <laughs> that he had red hair when he was a little kid. So Ariel has to have red hair. If she doesn't have red hair, I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> we can, there, I know. There's a hashtag somewhere in there. Boy yeah. hot with no red hair yeah, or something. Not my Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> perfect so next one would be your favorite disney song um mine's probably pretty obvious part of your world <laughs> from little mermaid <laughs> uh, yeah and i'm gonna stick with my movie so uh i'm a big elton john fan so circle life um honestly going to that show in animal kingdom gets me every time uh, at the end when they're singing it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a good show, too. I mean, I feel like that's another one that every time you see it, you're just like, you're never, you never get tired of it. No. You always see something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good. But that's a hot topic. What's what's the superior section? Oh. I mean, come on. You have to do the lion section. Got to be the lions. Yeah. yeah. What kind of question is that? Yeah. I actually get mad if I'm not sitting in the lion section. <laughs> Yeah. They just get yeah. up and move. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to, but then they like look at you, and I'm like, all right, I better sit back down. <laughs> Excuse me, I identify as a lion. I'm gonna right? go over there. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm in the wrong section. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, <laughs> I can't. Um, would be your favorite Disney quote? Um, mine is. Hold on, I have it here because it's long. Um, all the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. And Walt Disney said that. Mm, that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah. Because that one's like, it, it means a lot more for us because mm. in like, since we started our business, I was working full time and then I've been laid off two times from like one time was a corporate America job, which is why I'm doing this job now, doing our business full time. So like, it's just like everything that happens to you in the life. And I, I love Walt Disney quotes, but everything that happens to you in life, you can't allow it to define who you are. You have to figure out how to come back from it each time and make yourself better and stronger from it. Absolutely. Love that. <laughs> Mic drop. For sure. <laughs> All right, we're out. <laughs> yeah, have fun following that up, Steve. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> A little, nothing with pressure here. Now. Um, I live by my own personal motto that Walt hit almost perfectly. Um, it's it, the quote from Walt is, uh, that's the real trouble with the world. Too many people grow up. And my own personal motto is you're only young once, but you could be immature forever. So they kind of go hand in hand. I, I look at the world sometimes, especially being in business like what we do. I look through our business through the eyes of a child that comes in our booth and sees many years that look like Jasmine or, you know, they see a sign that says, you know, Kuna Matata on it and takes them back. And, you know, so that's the one I really like. The, the trouble with the world is too many people grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Totally agree with that. We don't plan on ever growing up. <laughs> nope. Neither do I. Nope, 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 nope. We do not either. So I guess the last, well, not the last question, second to last question um, would be just what is your favorite Disney Parks memory? Um, my favorite Disney Parks memory is when we went on a trip in 2011 and Steve told me, oh, let's get our picture taken take front of the castle to send to your mom. And we got the photo pass person. We went in line. The photo pass person started to take our picture. And I thought we were done taking our pictures. And then he then he said, hold on, one more photo. And then I looked over and Steve was knelt down on his knee. And he proposed to me in front of the castle. So that's my favorite memory. <laughs> ah, I love that. We got engaged in front of the castle. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
and, and mine's the same. I don't think I, I'm not even going to try to top that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with our engagement was mine as well. Well, Steve planned out that whole, how he was going to do it for like a year. Yeah. Before he actually proposed. Yeah. He was watching YouTube videos to find out like where a perfect spot would be in Magic Kingdom to propose, like figuring out the layout of where <laughs> trash cans were and where things were, to pro- where yeah. he wanted to propose that. And so I, I wanted to be it. close to the founder statue. <laughs> yeah, so that worked. was a big thing. That, that was, was one of the things I wanted to be, photos. obviously the castle in the background, but you'd be near the founder statue. And mm-hmm. it worked out. It worked out well. <laughs> and she said yes. That was the crazy <laughs> thing. The big part. That, okay. that was the biggest part of it all. How did you get her down there, like, without knowing? Like, were you already planning a trip together, or? Yeah, we were planning a trip. We planned a trip, actually, with my family, and I had my mom pack the engagement ring into her suitcase um, because I was afraid, like, she would be, like, unpacking my socks and find the ring or something. Why so. would I unpack your socks? I don't know. <laughs> you never I know. know. I don't know what you're going to do when I'm going to step out of the room to get okay. a soda or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I just had my mom. And then we went to the park that day. My mom, I'm surprised she didn't have it, like, under lock and key. Like, she had her purse held so tightly to her that day until, like, we were transitioning because we were going to go to dinner just ourselves. And my family was going off to do their own thing. So my mom like slipped me the ring and I just tucked it into my shorts pocket. Um, so that's, yeah, that's how I, I was able to hide it from her. Mm, that is awesome. I feel that again, I feel that on a deep level because you don't know how many times I utilize the chat function on the Disney world website, asking if there were photo pass people out there before <laughs> the park opens for advanced dining reservations. Cause that was how okay. we got into uh-huh to do it and i was so scared that there wouldn't be a photo pass person there (laughs) (laughs) so there's a lot of planning that goes into it for sure there is there is because i was even debating like do i do cinderella's royal table and they bring it out on like this uh i think they put the ring in a on a plate like a glass slipper it's her shoe and i don't know then that guy just got too complicated and i was late making the reservations and then i was scrambling so it ended up working out (laughs) yeah that's awesome so, very last question. It's something that we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have a piece of parting guidance or advice that you can give to someone who's looking to either jump into the Disney space as a content creator or start creating their own products just like you guys, what would be your advice to that person? Um, never lose hope. Um, kind of try anything and try to be unique. I mean, there's so many people in the Disney community and be creative. Don't try to copy what somebody else is doing because that doesn't work for somebody. It, it might work for them, but it wouldn't work for you. And also people people will see through that. People will see people can tell if you're being fake. Not that we've had that, but y- you can kind of see other businesses and you're just like it doesn't seem genuine. And like people have said to us that they can tell that we're very genuine. Uh, especially when people have met us in person, like people really do genuinely like us because we're just fun people and we really are passionate about what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think I have anything else to add. No, <laughs> my, my was earlier were just, just don't be afraid to fail. Throw everything you can at the wall and, and figure out your niche. That's yeah. Yeah, I know I said that earlier. I said like repeating myself. And have but fun while you're true. doing it. Too. Yeah, and absolutely have fun. If you're not having fun, then it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do work a lot of hours and we work a lot of weekends, but we genuinely enjoy doing this. We enjoy going to our events, like Shelly said, about meeting our groupies that I call them that, yeah. that come out to see us. and Our followers. They yeah. come to like all of our events. Yeah. Love them all. They're all wonderful <laughs> people. So it's, you know, it's fun. Have fun doing it too. And like I said, don't be afraid to fail. You know, and, and don't get stuck on one thing and beat your head against the wall. You know, try different things. Absolutely. <clears throat> I love that. I think that's wonderful advice, both of those different points. And I think that kind of that being genuine and that authenticity is something that a lot of people say. And I can tell just from our chat here that it's something that you guys really mean um, and that you live by. And I think that does show through. And, and whether people realize that consciously or subconsciously, that's something that's easy to sniff out. So you've mm-hmm. got to pick something that you're passionate about. You got to pick something um, that's going to be a sustainable thing that you're going to be able to stick with in those tough times 
whenever you are going through a pattern of failure or whatever it might be. So I think that's wonderful advice. I think next thing, Catherine and I, next time we visit your family in Pennsylvania, we're going to have to take a trip down to South Philly and go to one of these pop-up shops. South Jersey. Brandon. South Jersey. South Jersey. South Jersey. Okay. Oh, no, we're not going to South Philly, are we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe if the good, I was going to say, if the good cheesesteaks are there, maybe. (laughs) Which part of Pennsylvania are you from, Catherine? Um, My, so it's my grandparents and my parents, but they're from um, like the Allentown kind of area. So pretty close to New Jersey. Yeah, not too far. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never been to Philadelphia. We flew into the airport. Well, we flew into the airport, but never (laughs) like for the real, you know, experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll go for a Phillies game. So <laughs> that'll be an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they're double exciting again this year. Yeah. That's what my dad says. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, so he's all he's like the Philly sports teams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Through yeah. and through. Penn State okay. and all the Philly sports teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure with the Allentown if he might have been in some lean towards Pittsburgh, some lean towards Philadelphia. So, oh no, not a Pittsburgh person. Not a Pittsburgh. No, I've grown up with all the jokes about Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, sorry if anyone's from Pittsburgh, but no, yeah, no offense, Pittsburgh. Not we my love- family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. So, last thing, if you can tell our listeners where they can connect with you guys, um, you could find us on Etsy. Um, that's popcreativedesigns.etsy.com. You can find us on Instagram. The username is popcreativedesigns. And Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash popcreativedesigns. And you can also email us at popcreativedesigns at gmail.com as well. Perfect. Awesome. Well, to our listeners, I highly suggest connecting with Shelly and Steve, two wonderful people in a great shop. We'll put all the links to that social media and to the shop in our show notes. And yeah, that'll about do it. I thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you you guys for having us. We enjoy listening to you guys. Perfect. Thank you so (laughs) much. Thank you. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.